friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I am your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you are here. Each week on the Happy Hour, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life, the small things in life, and everything in between. You're listening to episode number 61, and today's guest is Monica Swanson, who was recommended to me by a listener, Larissa Thrash, as a guest. Monica is a new recent writer. She just released her first book this last month. And on this show, we chat about her life in Hawaii, raising boys, um, farming. This is a really relevant conversation to me today because I have a sixth grade boy and I just feel as though life is just getting a little different. I just see him growing up and I don't see the little boy anymore. And so you're going to love this conversation, especially if you're in shoes that I might be in. If you're loving the happy hour, friends, I have a favor to ask you. Will you head on over to iTunes? Even if it's not how you normally listen to the show, just kind of help me out here for a second and leave a comment or a rating. While you're there, if you would also hit the super cute button that says subscribe, that would really help me out over on iTunes. And if you do listen to your shows via iTunes, if you subscribe to the show, every time a new episode comes out, it's going to come straight to your listening device. And let me tell you, there's a show coming up at the end of this month that you're not going to want to miss all about Christmas shopping. I'm going to tell you more about it at the end. Here is my conversation with Monica. Hey, Monica, welcome to the happy hour. Well, hello. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. And we have met for the first time one minute ago when we first started chatting. Exactly. We never met. (laughs) No, but I know your voice well. I've loved listening to you and all of your great interviews. So it is such a thrill to be here. You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm going to tell you how I found out about you because... I get a lot of people who will email me or, and I even ask people like, who do you want to hear on the show? A lot of people from Twitter will send in stuff. And I saved this, um, email. So I'm just gonna read it to you real quick. Oh, this person said, I'm pretty sure I've listened to all your podcasts within the last month. I have a baby who doesn't sleep in her crib. So I do a lot of nap driving. We all know what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, She (laughs) said, my oldest son was the same way too. I lucked out with the middle child who slept through the night by six months and still naps at three. So going back to the nap struggle has made this last year challenging, but I'm glad I found your podcast. It's like a little slice of me time during the day. And she Mm. says this, I've lived in Maui for 10 years now and have a guest suggestion for a blogger who lives on, I don't know how to say where you live. (laughs) Oahu. Oahu. Her (laughs) name is Monica Swanson. She seems like she'd be a fun guest. I love the book suggestions and three favorite things. And I would love to hear you talk to her. So that's how I found you. Oh, well, thank you. And that's Larissa Thrash. Do you know her? So sweet. I know her name from the blog. Yes. Yes. And thank you so much, Larissa. So she is, and I am completely idiotic about Hawaii. I don't know how close a wo, a wo, how do you say where you live? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Oahu. Oahu. It doesn't look like that. I know. Just so everyone doesn't think I'm an idiot. It doesn't look like, like there's no W. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you should see all of our street signs. My town is called Haleiwa with a W. Okay. So it's really confusing around here. <laughs> and then Maui is where everyone talks about going. Yeah. I mean, I, would yeah. you say that's a little touristy, Maui? Maui has a little of everything. I love Maui. It is a little touristy. But Oahu is also um, home of Honolulu and Waikiki Beach. So okay. that's a, another huge tourist destination. However, I live about an hour to the north of Honolulu. I'm on the North Shore which is kind of considered country, I suppose. We have Haleiwa Town. This is really kind of a surf destination. So this is known for the triple crown of surfing and um, a little more country out here. So country is in, you have, a, you have a farm, don't you? Well, sort of. Like- we, um, we do. We, my husband is trying to be a farmer um, in his free hours. We have a couple acres. And, you know, in Hawaii, most properties are really tiny. It's just a very... Uh, very challenging place to live and get by. And we were just thrilled to find two acres. So it's not huge, but yeah, we've got a lot of fruit growing on these two acres. And it's, yeah, we've got apple bananas. I don't know if you've had an apple banana, but it's it's not two things, apples and bananas. Nope. It's a, it is a banana version. I think they're probably found in other areas too but here in Hawaii there are local banana and they're delicious a so little it bit. looks more like a banana or an apple yes it is a it's a banana okay. they're a little bit shorter and thicker and they have a tiny bit of a tart flavor they're delicious they're really good okay. great for baking so that's our we have about a hundred apple banana trees and so we have constant bananas flowing in and um, and everything from papaya to macadamia nuts and um, mango and avocado. So yeah, we grow a lot. Oh. It's fun. Do y'all grow to sell or just grow to eat? 
so far to eat, but it's it's overflowing. I was gonna say it sounds like with a yeah. hundred trees. Yeah, we we've kind of started a, a little. We do sell a few, little bit of apple bananas to a little um, coffee shop that does things with bananas. But otherwise, so far we're just um, baking a lot and eating a lot of smoothies. <laughs> I bet yes, because it's funny because when you say like we're farming, I yeah. think I would never put the word farm and. Hawaii or I will never say your place. I don't even know what to say. I'm going to write it down right now. Tell it to me one more time. Oahu. And I'm going to write it like that. Oahu. Oahu. You'll have to see how I wrote this. I'll send you a picture of it. I can't wait. Oahu. Okay. Tweet it. I got it. Oahu. So I don't put the word farm and Oahu together. I know. It's a tropical farm and it's yeah. so much fun. I, I really do love it. And my husband just, he's a doctor by trade, but he really does dream um, of quitting his job and being a full-time gentleman farmer or something like that, he calls it. And he has his little tractor and that's just kind of his dream is to, he loves it. It's He's really found his passion there. <laughs> that is so wonderful. So tell, yeah. tell me and everyone else yeah. just a little bit about you. I know you have boys. You live in Oahu. See, that oh, was good. good. I know. It's because I, I had to look at what I wrote down. Um, and you've been there for a while. Your husband uh-huh. did his residence. Tell me, tell me that. Just a short version okay. of Monica real sure. quick. Okay. So husband and I are both from the Pacific Northwest. So I'm a Seattle girl. And about this time of year, oh, I'm missing Which the I've season. Which I've never been. Oh, well, just fall in itself anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Just give me a little fall leaves and a little chill in the air, and I'm happy. So because, definitely. Because, wait, stop real quick. In Oahu, yeah. what is yeah. your lowest temperature? Oh, well, <laughs> our, our temperature really doesn't change okay. much throughout the entire year. You know, in the winter, a typical day would be maybe mid-70s, and in the summer, mid-80s. So it's so, beautiful. It's beautiful, and I, I can't complain, but I do occasionally because – you know, you kind of miss the shifting yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we both came from the Pacific Northwest. I miss it. He doesn't. He's quite content <laughs> right. to be in the sunshine on a surfboard or on his tractor every day. And um, so we moved here 14 years ago when my husband had a three-year residency. Um, he had done medical school in Oregon. And so we came here for residency. And I thought it would be this sweet three-year vacation in Hawaii yeah. because, you know, we, we had honeymooned on Maui and vacationed on Maui and I just thought of Hawaii as a vacation destination and so after being here a couple of years and he had taken up not only surfing but he was like playing the ukulele and pretty soon he's like <laughs> I think I'm actually Hawaiian and I was just born into like the wrong body so we just you started up- to think I think this vacation may last a little bit longer than three <laughs> years it, it literally took us 10 years before I shipped over like our wedding dishes because I just kept thinking we were going to move back. Okay, but um, that's hilarious. Yeah. So we finally, and we were living in central Oahu, you know, more convenient to everything then because he was doing his training. But once we got settled, we were like, well, we love the North Shore. By then we had had, so, okay. So when we moved here, we had a baby. And then during medical school and residency, we had two more sons. Mm-hmm. And then um, we just then I actually had a fourth son. Kind of had a gap there. So six years later, had our fourth son, <laughs> the last attempt at getting a girl in the family. So our fourth <laughs> son, and he's so boy. He's all boy. So yeah, four boys. And then we were like, you know what? They were all into surfing, and the whole North Shore lifestyle seemed to fit us. So we found a place here on the North Shore and made this home just over four years ago. Wow. And. Um, and kind of, I, I say, moved ourselves out of our options because we really are out here. So I homeschool, and um, I was homeschooling before we moved here, but always with that thought that, you know, there there were some decent schools around and private schools weren't too far away. But now that we're out here, it, it would be ridiculous to try to get out to a private school, and our public schools just aren't. I mean, there's always good in everything if you're mm-hmm. looking for it, but... For us, it just seems that homeschooling is making the most sense. So here I am up on a hill on my little farm homeschooling four boys. This sounds <laughs> just like straight out of a movie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It now, is. I mean, are you like remote? Like there's not a lot around you? 
It's it's kind of a happy medium. Okay. So I'm literally up a two-mile big hill from the beach. So if you go two miles down, you're at some amazing beaches. But right up down there is also a grocery store with a coffee shop. So gotcha. it's not like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Costco, you know, almost an hour away, all the all the things you really need to do, yeah. dentist, doctor. Yeah, you drive yeah. if you want to go anywhere. So And that's okay. It's just the life that you're living. Exactly. I do. I try not to leave my house too much unless we go jump in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of ocean, I've never been, yeah. I've never been to Hawaii, which is, oh. you know, it's a, it's a trek here from Texas. I mean, it is, it, it is. it's a trek. And I would say we have visit the Virgin Islands is where we like yeah. to beach vacation. Yeah. And just this last year, we were there this summer and I asked the guy, where are most of the people that come here from? And he said, most like East coast, Texas, right. East coast, because everybody on the West coast goes to Hawaii because it's not that far. Yes. But for us to get exactly. to Hawaii, I mean, I think That's it literally right. is like seven hours. I mean, it is forever away. Um, but speaking right. of right. the whole thing, this whole surf life, I mean, I am so intrigued by yeah. your, here in Texas, we're <laughs> like football moms and you're a surfer. Right. Like I am. you just yeah. like your boys just go out in the ocean with the sharks and everything. Look, I'm nervous. Yeah. You know what they do? They go in the really big, I and mean, what's scarier than the sharks is actually the waves because can, okay, they, you, they surf in some big waves. Can you just tell me how you got to here? Like how, <laughs> how did you go from like, yeah. these are my babies to there you go out in right. the big waves. I think I'm really good at just being in denial. Like I send them out <laughs> with my husband and then I just get busy. <laughs> and um, it's pretty normal around here. So I think because everybody's doing it, if we were the only ones, it might kind of yeah. be different. But don't you, in Texas, you've got like the Gulf down there, right? There's some surf going on I somewhere. don't know if there's some surf. There probably is, but nothing <laughs> like what you have. Let's, let's just be honest. We yeah. do have the Gulf and I, yeah. I know people take boogie boards out there, but let, I don't know that there's a lot of yeah. surfing. Not in the Texas yeah. Gulf. Someone correct me if I'm okay. wrong, but I don't think maybe people not. are surfing the Texas Gulf. Okay. Not in Florida, maybe. Yes, Florida, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's some great surfers yeah. come out of Florida. And um, and so, yeah, that's why I started my blog years ago calling it The Grom Mom. So tell me, in Texas, do you guys even know the term Grom? Is that I like- have looked at your blog and all of your social media, and I don't know what that means. Right. So that's why I changed the name of my blog <laughs> a year ago. What does it mean? So a grom is a really common word actually here in Hawaii as well as Australia, um, Florida, Southern California. It's just um, basically a, a little kid who surfs, skates, I think snowboarders oh, call them groms. Okay. So the, the full word, I believe, and doesn't it sound Australian, a grommet, a okay. little grommy, uh-huh. grommy. So um, I called my blog thegrommom.com because that just... <laughs> was too much fun to not take that totally, name. Totally, yes. Um, but then I found out that most of the world does not know what a Grom is. So I was like, I better change that. I'm confusing people. I didn't, but I just assumed maybe she calls her kids that. Or I don't know. I just have different <laughs> names for things. That's right. And, and it's not the prettiest word. It's kind of a strange yeah. word. But yeah, so, so here we have Groms and they have like surf contests. You'll have the mini Grom division and the super okay. Grom division. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty common. So how old was one of your first son that got in the water? on a surfboard? Yeah, well, I think they've all started around five. My five-year-old now is starting to surf a little bit. Okay. So. Yeah, with dad. Dad stays near. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah, so they start They start pretty young, and then by the time they're 11, they're on massive crushing waves, oh and you gosh. just pray. So it's a different life. It's not, and like I said, a, with that whole like missing fall, mm-hmm. I grew up very like traditional. I did three sports a year, basketball, volleyball, track. With the seasons kind of. With the seasons. Yeah. That, that was my normal. So this whole lifestyle, as much as I love and appreciate it, it's not what I always imagined. So there's a little bit of adjustment to what I, the way I live. Yeah, and even just expectations that you bring in. Like, I thought we'd be sure. playing basketball or whatever. Exactly. And now you have little Groms. That's right. See, did I use it the right way? You did. You did good. Thank you. Thank good. you. Good. I'm learning so much. I know Groms. I know Oahu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love listening to you because I just, I listen to the way you and some of your guests who are from your area there talk. And like, I will be on my little elliptical machine listening to you and I get off and I'm like, boys, y'all do your chores. <laughs> and they're like, y'all, what is that? I'm like, oh, I, it just rubs off on me in this no time. This is what Jamie says. Yeah. So do I sound like I have a Texas accent? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. And a lot of just the phrases that you just, it's, and you know, here in Hawaii, not only are there surfers, but there's the whole surf lingo and, and the local lingo. And it's just, it's kind of a different culture all around. So um, you get used to it. <laughs> so now it's your world. Um, it is. So as a mom, I mean, I have a lot of moms that listen, obviously. And for me, just hearing how you're talking about your boys going out and, and to me, that seems like a, a big challenge, the waves, just the nature the, that they're out in the ocean and all that kind of stuff. How do you, I know you said like you kind of jokingly like pray a lot, but really realistically, how do you parent them and let them go? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like how are you letting yeah. your children have their independence um, right. and also mother them at the same time? Totally. Yeah. You know, I've tried to kind of put my finger on what it is um, because I've got, I've got this style of parenting, I guess you would call it, but I'm pretty naturally able to let go of the things that are like that, like the big things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, part of it is I trust my husband. He's the one who's really in charge of their surfing. And I know he wouldn't put them out in something that they couldn't take. And I trust God and I pray for them. Um, and it's just kind of one of those things that we, I just have accepted as they've grown up and I see that, okay, they're strong enough to take the next mm-hmm. thing. But then there's other areas of parenting where you might say, wow, you, you really, um, protect your kids. And, and so I've kind of found that I am so the furthest thing from a helicopter parent, mm-hmm. but I'm also really strategic or intentional about the things. So I might send my kids out in monster waves, but, I might, they rarely spend the night at a friend's house. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of got this mix that I think is pretty, I, I guess it's just intentional. I know that they can handle the waves and they're going to get stronger and they're going to get tougher. Mm-hmm. And then I want to make sure that, um, that I'm doing the things that protects our hearts mm-hmm. and that protects their character. And so we're pretty tight as a family. We kind of stick together and we, my husband and I make a lot of decisions about the things they can and can't do. And not in a way that's weird or like we don't raise them in a bubble, obviously. But um, yeah, I think the kids can take a lot physically and then I try to protect their hearts. Yeah. So well, that's that good. I would, it totally makes sense. And I was, even when you explained it, I was like, it's just a different, a different realm of parenting when you're parenting their, the, physical aspect of sending them out to serve versus their heart and their character. Yeah. yeah. What are some areas that you feel as though maybe you go against the grain with their heart and character where some people might be like, eh, it's a little too much, Monica, but you feel like, well, this is what our <laughs> family's chosen, you know, cause I'm sure. Right. What, what if, yeah. what do you feel are some of those areas? Well, I guess in general, the whole homeschooling thing, because my husband and I both grew up in the public schools and I never dreamt in my wildest dreams that I would homeschool my kids. I just, you know, I kind of had that stereotype of homeschooling families. For sure. Denim jumpers and, oh, you know, for sure. yeah, yeah, it's a big stereotype. We, we do have the trampoline, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but as we've, you know, started that process and I've just seen, you know, for our family and especially just for our schedule and our lifestyle, how well it's worked. And now my oldest son is 16 and I'm just looking at him going, you know, the whole formula, whatever we've done, I just love his heart and his character so much that when people, you know, get to the, give me that weird eyebrow raise, like homeschooling, really, I'm just able to kind of, you know, gain perspective and have the bigger picture that I know that this is what's right for us, though it's not right for everyone. Um, And then, yeah, things like I, I did, I wrote a blog post about where we stand on sleepovers and I'm not anti-sleepover altogether, Mm -hmm. but we kind of keep this, I I call it the rule with the exception with, with an exception because Mm -hmm. certainly there's a time that we do it. But in general, we've just kind of said it's easier to have the rule that when kids are invited somewhere that they just say, Oh, we actually don't do sleepovers. I can come and stay late, but then I go home. That's just what my parents do. And it's so much easier to have that as a general rule. And then to have the exception when it's like, family we completely trust or the birthday party or you know something so yeah I we're just entering that and I think Mm -hmm. too you have four kids I have Mm -hmm. four kids I feel like sometimes when we have um, a lot of kids I feel like sometimes my kids aren't as like they don't notice that other people are having a lot of play dates (laughs) yeah because we just have a bunch of and you have all boys and I have three boys so maybe my daughter notices more but my boys just have each other you know right and so I feel like a lot of my other friends who may have just two children especially if it's a boy and a girl they're much more about inviting people over or having sleepovers whereas we just don't do that very much and so we are just now starting to get into that I mean Mm -hmm. 
just yeah. now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, my kids have not slept over at anyone's house that we didn't like know the family and trust and love. And right. They probably how, all, they remind probably me how old your oldest is. 11. Right. So okay. 11 all the way down to my youngest at seven. And so right. when you explain that to your kids, are they, are they like, this is the worst rule ever, mom? Or is it just something that's always been? You know, because well, some people are yeah. thinking and they're like, my kid would hate that. But right. how can you do that as a parent? Yeah. Well, I think because we started it so young mm-hmm. that it's very normal. And like you said, it absolutely helps that the first three are like best friends and always together. Um, and even with homeschooling, I say that when my youngest is like in middle school, junior high age, his brothers will, <laughs> hopefully his brothers will all be gone. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if I want to homeschool one kid. So, you know, all of these things are very relative to our life situation. Um, it's going to be harder to say no to sleepovers. And, and that's the other, the flip side. We do bring kids into our house. We have friends over, not mm-hmm. a lot, but we have more sleepovers at our house than we do, than we send our kids out. Yeah. Um, but definitely yeah, it helps that they have each other helps. That, and I, I have found, and I've heard this from many people that having that rule as a general rule, I think kids kind of take comfort in it. And sometimes they may not really, really feel comfortable sleeping over, but they feel pressure because other kids do it. And when mom and dad say no, they're like, Phew, I really didn't, I wasn't ready. That like actually <laughs> helped them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, uh, a, it's oh, parenting is complicated. It is so complicated, right? <laughs> and it's just like. <sighs> it's so complicated and each kid is so different and you're just always thinking, God, please let me make the right decisions here. You know, exactly. wisdom, give me wisdom. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. Um, so you write a lot on your blog about parenting. Um, I do. you have four boys and yeah. you are intentional with what you do. Obviously you're homeschooling. Mm-hmm. You're, they are living out their passions with surfing. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate the freshness that you bring to to what you have to say. And I was looking at, you had mentioned there's a blog that kind of got a lot of attention last year called what a teenage boy needs most from his mom. Yeah. And yeah. I, my oldest is 11. And so I'm getting up to that, you know, like, right. Okay. We're about sure. to have a teenager, you know? Yeah. And so can I we know. talk through these yep. things real quick that you said? Let's talk through these real quick. <laughs> betcha. The first one you said Absolutely. a safe place to figure themselves out. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I think, I'd never really like saw, like saw what you were saying until I look at my kids and I'm like, they are coming into themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Are you yes. seeing that with your oldest, like letting him figure out who he is? Oh, for sure. That's been, that was really the motivation for that. Cause I've just observed, you know, and it's so cute and sometimes awkward, but just to try to not comment on everything, whether they're changing their, how they part their hair three times a day right. or their clothes <laughs> or the way they move or the way they speak. You just got to kind of give them that freedom and that space. Yeah. I even was noticing just the other day, Caden went through, I mean, he's 11, so we're just not getting, we're on the tip of this right here, but he was having like a week where like every other day he was so moody. Uh, and I just was like, I want to be like, are you kidding me? Like I see you for three hours, four hours a day. Cause you know, my kids are in school yep. and this is what I get from you. Like that's what I'm thinking. And yes. so I was remember having to bite my tongue and just be like, right. okay, like I'm going to just let this go. But when Aaron walked in one day, I was like, well, today we have moody Caden, you know, like Ooh, here's what sure. we're dealing with. I'm um, just yeah. letting them be them. Yeah. Oh. It is. And, and I try with that mood thing. I mean, that's, I'm actually just to add to this there, I'm actually doing a series right now kind of to follow up a year later. I waited a year, Uh but on, on all things, teenage boy and pre from pre-puberty through the teenage year. So it's a six week series, but right now I'm working on the puberty post, which is so much fun. fun. But that is one thing I'm mentioning along those lines is yes, giving them the freedom, but also keeping like, okay, I understand that you're moody, but you know what? You can't slime the rest of us just because you're having a rough day. So you can take that mood and go be alone in your room for a little while until the mood changes. That's exactly what we say. I'm like, I get it. I'm like that sometimes. Yeah. You know what? When I'm like that, your dad doesn't want to be around me and I don't blame it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Then the second thing you said is boundaries. And we just talked Mm. about that a little bit when you talked about sleeping over, but boundaries equal security. And Mm. have you noticed like that your boys feel like they need boundaries? For sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of them in this house and I think they've, re- they respect them. They mm-hmm. appreciate, especially as they get older, they're like, wow, I kind of see where that kid that doesn't have boundaries that I was jealous of. Well, I see where that's led him. Yeah. So I think they, they observe and they appreciate it yeah. eventually. You know, we went through a stage when, um, and I think you've talked about 
pornography on here before. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And we went through a stage where our kids were constantly wanting to play on the iPads and we were just really leery of it. And we'd be like, no, and no, and no. And, and they just couldn't understand why. Like, and we, and and it's hard to explain that to boys. It's hard to explain that to any kid because they just, you're rocking their world because they don't know that exists. And so in my little safe mom heart, why should we tell them, you know, but we should tell them because it's there. But anyhow, they didn't get it. And they constantly thought we were like the mean parents, the mean parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like tragically, one of my kids has seen pornography mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a device of someone's mm-hmm. at a place mm-hmm. where I was, you know, 20 feet away. It was another kid looking at his parents' phone. Ouch. And in that moment, I mean, I, I just, I remember going back, I just cried and cried and cried. But mm-hmm. what it did for us as well is to be able to explain to our boys, I mean, this is why we have these rules because yep. we don't want you to see this, you know? And so we have a lot of, we have a lot of electronic rules at our house. Good. Good. A lot. Yes. And if I may, and this isn't for, for my sake at all, but I, in that pornography post, I talk about a book I would love to shout out right here. If Go I may. for it. Yes. And it is the, my just, well, it could be one of my favorite things, but I'll say, I'll, I'll share it now, but it okay. is a book called good pictures, bad pictures. And of course, I can't think of the author, and it's the book's probably right next to me. But good pictures, bad pictures. It is a amazing tool that you can start really at quite a young age. I think by seven or eight, all the way through a grown up. But um, anyway, it's a book that you read with your child oh, that I helps love that. introduce the conversation of not only what is pornography, but how it affects the brain. It gives them a serious healthy fear because it really explains, kind of scientifically, but in a really easy to understand way. What is pornography? And then, mm. because sadly, everyone's going to see it eventually. Like it, every child will be exposed somehow, 100%, someday. hundred percent. And so when they see it now, what to do? And it gives you a little can-do plan, it's called. And I just love the women who wrote this. They did a guest post for me. And I appreciate because what an awkward thing to bring up. Hi, you're eight. Now I'm going to, like you said, just ruin your world mm-hmm. with the yeah. news that there's this really scary thing out there yeah. and you're going to see it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this book is a fabulous way to um, walk them through it, bring up the conversation and now it's out there and it's comfortable. And it really helped me understand even why pornography is such a scary thing. Mm. So anyway, that's my side note on that topic. But yes, I, I love that. And I am going to go... Um, order that right now. Um, and it's, it's, I just looked it up and it's by Kristen Jensen and Gail Pointer. Yes. And and as uh, all of you that are listening, I always do. Um, if you go to jamieivy.com slash happy hour books, I always list every book we ever talk about because we talk about a lot of books on here. And so that's just a place where you can find what we're talking about. So good pictures, bad pictures. Love that. Yep. Everyone should have it. Every family. Okay. Love your heart on that. Okay. The third one is freedom. Mm. It comes right behind boundaries. Like you've got boundaries and then freedom. Exactly. So yeah, take, protect their hearts and then send them out on 25 foot waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Freedom, freedom in very, yes. Incremental doses of freedom as they prove responsible, yeah. as they show you they can handle it. And then the minute they prove that they're being foolish, you pull back the yeah. reins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, freedom. I love that. Okay. The fourth is you said a listening ear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're busy moms and families and taking the time when they're ready to talk. Cause they sometimes decide to talk right when you're say ready to go to bed. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Everyone starts throwing their emotions out during tuck in time. And you're like, I am so tired. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So being ready to listen. Cause man, as they enter their teenage years, there's some precious conversations that you don't want to miss. The mo- the best conversation I've had with my oldest for sure, who's entering my young, my others are ten and nine and seven, and all the- my ten year old is not like a ten year maturity. So those those little guys, <laughs> we're still having random conversations, but we're having deeper right. conversations with our oldest. And they- most of them, I'll tell you where they've happened in his bed at night when I'm tucking them in. That's right. Yeah. And honestly, this could you could just throw me under the bus and label me a bad mom, but tuck in <laughs> is not my favorite time of the day. No, I mean no. I'm like we've. We, we, it's time to, it's time for you people to go to bed. For <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Yes. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. So, but it, it is just, it's a sacrifice too, you know, it is. To listen. It okay. Is. Number five is you said a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're figuring out their sense of humor as they, I think those years and it, they can be so much fun. I, I mean, they're hilarious. They've got at least, you know, boys have boy humor. Sometimes it's a little gross, but I grew up with brothers. All I know is boys. So I guess I kind of like that. Humor. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
and just giving them some some healthy and safe and positive humor in their life, I just think is really important. And they're just funny. I, I have so much fun with my boys. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, the next one is touch. Aw, yeah. They, they need it. They need those hugs and loves and back rubs. And um, my oldest would be my most... Um, a little bit stiffer kind of mm-hmm. personality. He's he's my perfectionist. He's very can do. You know, real, um, real independent boy. But um, so it, it was easy for me as he hit those teenage years to kind of give him the space. You could tell he was a little more awkward about the touchy things. But mm. I did institute the rule that we hug every night before bed. So once I did that consistently for a while, now he'll be the one to linger and be like, um, good night, mom. And I'm like, oh, hug. Hug. So, yes. <laughs> so I think that's super important. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just now getting to where my oldest is, he's very affectionate at home, but we were walking through church the other day and it was his first Sunday at students and mm. walking down the hall and we're holding hands and he immediately, as soon as he sees the sign, he like dropped my hand Oh, and it took everything in me not to be like, Oh no, you will hold my hand. You are my baby. And I just I let him be big, you know, but yes. on the inside I was like, he wants to be big. He needs to be big. He's not hurt. He's oh, not yeah. hurting your feelings, Jamie. Like, you know, oh. Oh, but it was just, this I know moment that is so of, hard. You were big. Yes. Hey, and yes. Monica, when he walked in, I started crying. Like sure. I didn't cry I, when mm-hmm. I took him to middle school. I didn't, I missed my daughter's first day of kindergarten. Like we're past all these like cryable moments with sometimes with our kids. Uh-huh. He walked into yes. students and I started crying because I thought, now uh, I have a big kid. Uh-huh. We're in students. I know. It's hard. Those moments are so hard. They just pierce your heart. Mm-hmm. But I love students. I think it's going to be some of our favorite times. Um, and, but, okay. and students is, tell like me about that group, is. Like our youth group. Like our youth. So youth he's like, group. yeah. So he's with the middle so school good. kids, you know. So good for them. It's yeah. so wonderful. Um, yeah. So number seven is genuine interest. Right. Do you think that's hard for moms? <laughs> I know it's hard for me mm-hmm. sometimes. Of course, if they're interested in what we're interested in, it's pretty easy. Easy, right? <laughs> yeah. But when they're interested in the things that are like the furthest thing from like, interesting. Po- like that- Pokemon? Right. I yes, mean, it exactly. just doesn't even make sense to me. I know. And we've been I through know. that stage with all of our kids. Right. So whatever it is, if you can at least, well, I would say fake it, but um, fake it genuinely, like to the point that you're kind of trying a little bit, uh-huh. <laughs> then yeah. I think, um, yeah, and I have a girlfriend who I love. I don't, I don't remember the app, but like she got this app that gave her sports updates every week. Oh, so she because could talk to her she, kids. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, that is so That's cool. Great. What a great mom. I read and, some uh, Harry Potter books to talk to my kids. Oh, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. It does not interest me at all. So right. I got through the first three and was like, sorry, guys, I'm out. Oh, that's good, though. First but I made season. it. Yeah. It's great. I know. Okay, your next one is, um, there's um, four more. The next one is forgiveness. Right. And you talk about teenagers are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we need to forgive them. Because you know what? Teenagers are stupid. Yeah, they are. They're plain They're... stupid. There's no other word for them. But they, they are. They are. And, and they, yet they kind of in their own head think they're pretty much brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so grace, lots of grace, lots of forgiveness uh-huh. and, and being quick to forgive. I mean, I'm good at forgiving after I've given like the lecture and yes. the shame and, yeah. and then, oh, but at the end of it all, I forgive you, right. but I'm trying to learn trying to work on being quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, if we were all teenagers once, I mean, hello, <laughs> I was so stupid. I mean, so oh. many bad choices. Um, oh. I mean, I look back, I've like apologized to my parents a million times. And so we can remember that as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thankful that somehow my boys haven't asked me a lot of questions yet about my teenage years. Oh, I dread those <laughs> because conversations. Because I, I don't know what I, to, yeah, I, I'm praying that we put that one off a long time. Yeah. Those are going to be hard for me as well. <laughs> yeah. My husband now could tell you everything about his life and there's no, yeah. you know, uh-huh. yeah. so I just, I'll just keep directing the conversation go towards, to well, dad. ask dad how uh-huh. he did it. Yeah. Go talk to dad. <laughs> One time we were talking to the kids and they said something about like kissing someone else besides mom oh, or yeah. something. There's no and, way. <laughs> and actually like, I mean, this is pretty crazy. Aaron and I, we've been married 14 years, but I was the first girl he ever kissed. I mean, oh. and we weren't like 15, wow. you know, we were 22. So wow. it's just this Good special thing. I know. Right. Um, and then they're like, mom, how many guys did you, who, how many guys did you kiss? 
Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh. and I said, I don't know. I don't remember their names. And my son went, names? How many were there? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. So somehow the conversation got diverted and we didn't go any further because it's very not on their age appropriate right now to talk about those things with them. But those are going to be hard. Yeah, I'm just hoping it never comes up. Oh, okay. (laughs) Number nine, direction. And you said that your teenager actually wants you to give them guidance. Love it. Yes. They do deep down, whether they let you know or not. I mm-hmm. do think that. I think they all have that inside of them that thinks mom and dad do know what's best. And so, um, rather than waiting, I just think saying, "Hey, let me give you, you know, a little counsel on this, or a little wisdom on that, or something, mm-hmm. you know, a, share a story of somebody you know, or from a book, or from your own life, if it's appropriate." Yeah. And yeah, I think that they they do need and want that. Again, they just don't always know how to ask for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring out that you're right. They don't know how to ask. I feel like a lot of stuff that we're talking with our kids about, we're actually having to be like proactive with it. Yes. They're not just coming. You think that your kids are going to have a problem and they're going to come to you and you're going to fix it and life goes on. I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. we're coming to them a lot. Yes. Um, to talk about those things. Yeah, I do. And, and that's one of the things again, back to this little series I'm doing on pre-puberty through teenage years. And I, one thing I do when we're having the, the talk or the series of talks about the SEX topic mm-hmm. is I was sharing on my blog that I kind of do my own little Q&As where I present the Q and the A mm-hmm. because I'll be like, so you might be wondering, right? <laughs> because even though you're not saying it, yep. you're 14 and I'm guessing that by now you are wondering. Yeah. And so I'm just going to give you the answers if you just ask me. And I figure if you do that enough, then they'll start to realize that nothing's off limits and I'm actually pretty comfortable talking about this right, stuff. Right, So after I've presented my Q&As, then maybe they'll bring me their own cues. For sure. People yeah. are like, when should we talk, start talking to our kids about sex? And I'm like, we all my kids knew about sex like since they were like five at an age-appropriate right. level. Absolutely. Um, because then it's not awkward. You know, yes. like my 11-year-old can come tell me that something's wrong with his – and he'll say the word because we say the appropriate words. I sh- yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Something wrong with his privates. You know, like we can have these right. conversations because yes. it's not like we waited till they were 13 and then we sat down and said, we have something we need to tell you. Right. Because by that time they're like, mom, I already know. You know? Exactly. My friends mm-hmm. told me and here's what I think yes. about it. And we're like, oh, exactly. that's not right at all. Um, okay. You. Your last two things are encouragement and an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lots of encouragement, I think, just kids in general need it. They, you, we forget to give it sometimes, but just telling them how proud we are of them and yeah. finding specific things to point out in their character, not just for their A's or their winning, their home run, whatever, right. but just, you know, encouragement in their character. And, um, and then, yeah, the last one is probably the most challenging is if we want kids to grow up to have this great character and to be these you know, great men and women of God or whatever our hopes and dreams are, then I think the most important thing we can do is walk it out ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's tough because sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to kick back and watch this movie with my husband. And I'm like, yeah, but then the kid's going to be like, really? What? What is, you know, if that's rated R, then why can't we? And even though sure, legally there's an age for certain things, I'm also like, that tells them that, how do you say it? I just want them to see me and my husband model the kind of life that we hope they will live one day. And sometimes that just means putting aside some of the things that I might know are okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's not worth setting that example. I just, I, it's so important to me that my kids see a, a life that, you know, if I, if I love the Lord and I am following God, I want that to be reflected in who I am every day. And so I'm not perfect. I'm not even great at it. But trying to do that, I want them to see my life like, oh, I want to have, I want that. I want to grow up and go to church and be involved because I see that it's actually fulfilling. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to other things to fulfill them. They're actually truly, genuinely um, fulfilled by what they tell me is fulfilling. So, yeah, that uh, the, they live sense. in a, their true life. Yeah, yeah. So being an example in all areas, you know, that's everything so, we do. That's so great. Hey guys, before we get back to our conversation with Monica, I want to tell you about today's sponsor for the happy hour. If you're not familiar with Noonday, you should be. Noonday is a business that uses fashion to create opportunities across the globe. They work with artisans in Uganda, India, Vietnam, and beyond to design and create the most beautiful handmade jewelry. 
I want to tell you about the opportunity to earn an income and make an impact as a Noonday Ambassador. Noonday Ambassadors are stylists, storytellers, and social entrepreneurs who make an impact in their communities and around the world. You can style your friends and create meaningful opportunity for artisans around the globe. My new day ambassador is Krista, and she's just fabulous, and I usually host a trunk show with her every season. I love having her style me and my friends and tell the stories behind each collection. Together, we're empowering families around the world. Noonday has an exclusive offer for Happy Hour listeners who sign up to become a Noonday ambassador. Visit thehappyhour.noondaycollection.com for all the details. Now back to my conversation with Monica. There's so much stuff over at your side. I'm like, I'm so glad to find a mom of boys who's writing such good stuff. Oh, thank um, you. Such good stuff. Okay, and speaking of writing, uh-huh. you just released an ebook. Uh, as we're speaking today. Like is, today is release it's, day? It, it today is. Uh, I'm like so full of nervous energy between talking which, to you. Let me, and, just, let me just clarify real quick when people are listening. We're, right. We recorded this a long time ago. So this ebook released September 1st. Right. It did. And, um, yes. And it's not even on, that's, what's kind of funny is, um, I won't go far into it, but the ebook isn't even on the subject of boys or parenting or anything. Um, so it's an ebook that I kind of put a promise out there about a year and a half ago. And I felt this kind of obligation that before I get onto other writing, which I really hope to do other projects, I was like, I got to get this one done. Cause I promised I would. So it's done. Thank so God. What is it? Tell me about your ebook. Okay. My ebook is um, okay. So real quick, my background, like academically, professionally, I studied sports medicine in college, and I've worked as a fitness instructor and personal trainer most of my life on the side. And um, it's an area I'm passionate about. But my ebook is really the story and um, of of how I overcame many years from my early teen years until after my second son. I just really struggled with that mental kind of obsession with my body and food and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a you know eating disorder per se, but I just was always on that thing where I just felt like I had to obsess or I would lose all control. And so whether that was following exercise plans or trying diets, I was just consumed with myself in a yucky way that I didn't want, but I didn't know how to get free from. And um, and I always would look at those friends that I thought were naturally skinny, and I'd be like, oh, God, why couldn't you have made me naturally skinny? Like, they're so free, and right. they eat what they want, but they I've still I've had this great. exact thought, Monica. Oh, and I think most of us have, but I did this little, like private investigation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I observed people and I started to really question like, okay, what does it mean to be naturally skinny? So um, I got really bold and was so fed up. I was like, even if it means I gain weight, I want so much to be free in my thinking that I'm going to get radical. And there's no book and there's no one to tell me what to do. So I just got really serious. I I truly brought this before the Lord and got on my knees and was like, I am going to let go of all of this obsessing. I'm not, I refuse to ever diet again. I'm not going to, I'm even going to cut back on my exercise. I'm going to get free in my thinking. And so I followed, I kind of like forged a new way. I created this thing for myself. I didn't tell anybody about it. It was very private. And, um, over the next few weeks into a couple months, I totally changed the way I approached and thought about and meditated on food and my body and exercise. And at the end of that time, I was like, felt so free, so happy. And crazy thing is I stepped on the scale and I had like very easily naturally come to my, what I thought was my ideal weight mm-hmm. back when I used to like diet. Right. And so that was when I was like, okay, God, if this is for real, cause I was thinking it must be a phase. I'm like, there's no way this could stick. This is so easy. So I was like, if this is for real, I will tell the whole world, whoever that is. Now, back then I wasn't a blogger. I didn't have a platform or anything, but, um, that was almost 14 years ago. Wow. Okay. So I'm thinking all along when you're telling me this, that you did this like last year. No, no. So for almost 14 years ago, and I've lived with such uh, hardly a day goes by that I'm not like, I am so happy that this isn't an issue anymore. I'm like, look at me live, look Uh at me enjoy life. And, oh, I'm so thankful. And so, um, so I had two more kids. Those pregnancies were a world of difference because I just enjoyed it so much more without this mental obsession. Right. So then as I started pondering, I'm going to write a parenting book, or I want to write about our life, or I want to do, and I was like, you know what, you told yourself, and God, more importantly, that you would share with the world, and you actually are at a place now where you potentially have, you could share with the world if you wanted. Right. 
So, and plus I had mentioned on my blog like a year and a half ago, hey, maybe I'll write an ebook on this subject. And of course, people have been emailing ever since going, how about that ebook? Are you uh-huh. going to So last spring, I'm like, I'm going to whip it out. This will be easy. An ebook. What's an ebook? You know, right. Like blog post. No problem. So I went to town and then I just seriously didn't know how hard it could be. And of course, this subject is not easy. This is a very touchy, personal, like, hello, don't Mm -hmm. write your first ebook on something like the most sensitive subject to a woman, really. Exactly. Uh, But I did it. And um, I had lots and lots of revisions and test readers and so many people supporting me. And as of late last night, my time, early morning, your time, it is out there for the whole world to see. That's so amazing. And I'm happy. I'm really ha- like halfway through, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to publish it. I don't care. I, I'm done. And I told God I'd do it and I did it. But after I really dug in and redid it and redid it again, I'm like, I'm actually really proud of this. Like anyone could read it. Even if you don't have a single issue with food or your body, I, I think the concepts in here can be applied to absolutely anything in your life and be helpful. That is amazing. So people can yes. get it on your blog. Yes, monicaswanson.com forward slash skinny, which is kind of funny because, okay. but I'm, or just go to my blog. You'll see it in the sidebar. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yay. And I'll put a link to it if you're listening so you can go find it. Um, <laughs> all the links will be in one spot so you don't have to remember that if you can't. So wonderful. I yeah. want to read it. I'm so excited. Oh, it's short. It's an easy, it's very conversational mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing from a place of being very real and again, it's. I think it's good for anyone. So, so thanks, how, Jamie. Yeah. How has that worked now? Um, writing, homeschooling, mom, how has that, because I'm sure that homeschooling is a job in itself and then now yeah. you're adding in another job in itself. What is it? How does that transition look for you? Oh, it looks like I'm a crazy person most <laughs> days. I wish I could say I had some great, I, I'm trying to figure that out. I, Fortunately, my boys do a curriculum. They do a Becca, and it's uh an online program. So they're all quite independent, except the five-year-old, who's a whole other case. But he's also watching some videos and running in circles around the house. But they are all very independent. My boys are just, I'm thankful we've done it so long. They know their deal. They know the routine. So my job with them is pretty minimal. I'm the facilitator. I keep them doing what they're supposed to be doing and I correct papers. But so my, my work writing is very scattered. It's late nights, early mornings. It's, you know, in and out throughout the day. And when my husband is off work, cause he kind of has shifts, he works in a hospital and when he's off work, he'll, you know, give me a full day here and there. Yeah, so to do we work writing. it out. Well, that's yep. good. Yeah, it's working, but I think we could probably find a better schedule. My, my home needs some love. It's <laughs> hard. Oh, it's so hard. And, yeah. You know, I've talked with a lot of friends lately about this, finding that work and home balance. Oh, I've heard you talk yes. about it. Just on that elliptical <sighs> going, yes, Jamie, yes. yes. Emily me. Freeman I and I just had a great conversation Love about that. it. Love um, that. Yeah. And it was just trying to find that balance, I think, is so hard for women. I mean, in this moment right now, I, I record all these podcasts in my bedroom. So, but if you if I walk out of my bedroom on the couch are four loads of laundry that need to be folded. Yep. And the sink is absolutely full of dishes and there's yep. another load of laundry in the dryer. So right. I, when we finish the recording the show, I will take a quick shower because I haven't done that all day and then I'll right. go get my kids and then mom life happens. And yep. so it's just hard to balance. I need to be doing my podcast, but there's all that laundry out there needs to be folded, you know? So I agree. I agree. I've we kind need of like just, five of us. yes. And I've kind of, I think Emily's conversation that I had, if you haven't heard the conversation between Emily Freeman and I, I think it was really helpful for me. To be able to realize that, because there's a part of me, I don't know if you feel like this, Monica, there's a part of me that thinks to, for me to be a good mom, because I'm home all day, which yeah. I've been working since 9 right. a.m., okay? So for me to be a mo- good mom because I'm home all day, there should be no laundry needing to be full before my kids go home from school. Right. So I've kind of yeah, had to, to let that. that go mm-hmm. and think that actually doesn't equal a good mom. A good mom is I get to do my work while my kids are at school and then I close my computer. And then what if, who cares if I'm folding clothes while I'm talking to them? Right. I mean, that's, I've had to change my thinking because it's hard. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying and, and I'm trying to learn to ask a little bit more. And my boys are old enough to do chores, Mm -hmm. but trying to let my husband know without thinking he can read my mind, but trying to let him know, (laughs) like, maybe if you did this, this would really help. And he's like, Oh, great idea. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Uh, It's hard. Okay. Monica, what are three things you're loving right now? (laughs) 
Oh, there's so much I love right now. But um, in my own home, on my property, I just have to say mangoes. I don't、mangoes. know. Do you all have mangoes there? Okay. Well, you can buy them、mangoes? at the grocery store, but you're probably getting them from a tree. Well, it's our first. So when we bought this home, the guy we bought from had kind of planted a lot of young trees or whatever. For some reason, the first two years we had bananas, but not a lot more. And now you have well, banana this, apples. Uh, apple, apple, apple bananas. bananas.、Yeah. <laughs> so, this is our first mango harvest, and it's a little out of control. Like we have three overflowing bags sitting here, and my husband is sweet. He comes home every day and like peels and slices because I'm not good at that. So he's freezing bags and bags. But to eat a fresh, ripe mango off the tree, to me, I feel like I'm in the Garden of Eden. That's what、oh. I imagine. Like. Hopefully that's not what her apple was, but you know what I mean. Like it feels so like rich from the earth. It's just fabulous. So well, I love mangoes. I can't relate too much because I don't like mangoes. Oh, I'll tell you what. You have to come eat one of my mangoes. My Haitian kids, my kids from Haiti, love、yep. mangoes. It's like、yeah. a treat for the, us to get them from the grocery store because、okay. they, they like you, would eat them fresh off the trees. Yeah, well,、mm-hmm. I think you need to challenge your taste buds there, but know, I'll I'll let you go on、yeah. that one. Okay, so mangoes.、Um, okay, so mangoes, and just because today's September first, as we're recording, is that okay to say? Oh、do、yeah, yeah. About- yes, I do, <laughs> I do a lot of recording ahead of time. So go ahead, carry on. Oh, but yeah. So because it's September first, I am such a fall freak, and even though I'm in Hawaii and it won't look like fall even once, my boy, I've kind of corrupted my boys in this way. They're kind of weird with me, and we start to like. Light candles that smell like pumpkin and spice. Oh yes! And I get out these fake pumpkins that I have, and I get really into the fall season. And I just love, love, love fall. So I'll be baking everything pumpkin starting about now, and、oh. I love it. I love fall. I just dream of fall, real fall. I love fall too. And here in Austin, we don't have that many different seasons. I mean, it's hot. We're supposed to have the coldest winter ever this year, so we shall see about that. So I mean, it Austin, does get cold, but.、Yeah. Do you get you you don't get like snow though? Well, everyone's. I mean, we get snow days. Like two years ago, we had like three or four snow days because it snows a little bit, a little bit of ice, and people freak out. Right.、Um, but it doesn't. I mean, I hate jackets. My friend, my girlfriend Laura, makes fun of me because I hate wearing jackets. And you、right. can survive in Austin with just hoodies. I mean, literally. Yeah. So it's mild. Yes, I mean it'll get it'll it'll freeze. I I need to quit saying that it's mild. It is, but we're not. Well, and you can probably like, drive not very far if you want a good fix. You can probably take a drive and find. Yeah, up in the Panhandle, it'll be cold and they'll have snow. You know, so right. Yeah, right. Well, I think yeah, I think that's probably another thing I just miss is yeah. I mean, you we can't live, like travel. I can't take an hour、oh, drive. That's true. We、anywhere. lived in Tennessee before we moved here, <laughs> and they have seasons, beautiful seasons, and so. Yes. I do miss that sometimes. Okay, mangoes and fall.、Right. What is your third favorite thing? Yes. Well, though there's so much I could say.、Um, there's so much I could say, but I、um, I've been on a gin. It's another food ginger kick for like going. You know, about eight months now.、Okay. I am really and ginger. I think people in Hawaii are into ginger, but I juice ginger and I make like a really yummy drink. That's like I juice it and then either I. I Serve it warm with a little lemon and a little sugar,、uh-huh. or honey, or iced with also just lemon or lime juice and honey. So I'm I love ginger, and it's one of those foods that are kind of fun because I didn't ever enjoy it before, and I had this bad head cold last winter, and I tried a ginger drink at this coffee shop, and ever since then I'm like, where have I been all this time? Ginger is so great. Is ginger like the tree-like type looking thing where you have to、yeah. kind of scrape off the edges? You do, and、okay. that's I think I was afraid of it for a while. So、mm-hmm. I actually they sell it in bulk at Costco. So I just buy it at Costco, and I kind of peel it, but I'm not too worried about the peeling because then I throw it in a juicer and I just squeeze the juice. It takes like a tablespoon of juice to make a pitcher. I mean,、yeah. that's exaggerating, but I'm really a, into ginger these days. Okay. Do you, like, do you like ginger? It's okay. We.、Um... Aaron cooks with it sometimes, so、oh, okay. I am like educated in buying it because I'm the grocery buyer for the cooker, and so I know、oh. where to get it and what to do with it. But I don't think that we use it a lot. Okay, I'm just、right. gonna have to like totally. I, I mostly just drink it. That's all. Okay. I don't put it in, so you might try the drink. It's very refreshing on ice. Okay. Well, well I'm not、um, like there's like ginger beer and ginger like、mm-hmm. root beer type yeah, stuff.、Um, I love that too. Yeah, I, it, I like that if it's mixed with other stuff. So maybe I would like it. Who、okay. knows? 
Yeah. What yes. are you reading right now? Are you a reader? <laughs> yeah, I am a reader. I was laughing because I knew you were going to ask me. I'm like, <laughs> I get really embarrassed because I'm usually reading like four books that everyone else read like five years ago. Oh, no. And it takes me a year because I read a chapter a month. Um, but this, I just went on a little weekend trip to Maui last week and I have been diving into Bob Goff's book, Love Does. Okay. Yep. I've actually never uh, read that. Oh, believe it or it's not. Just Everybody so has, but me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my latest favorite. I have just, I like read a chapter and then I read it out loud to whoever's with me because it's just so whimsical as he says and Aww. fun. It just gets you like excited about life. So, but I do have a stack. I could name like five books sitting by my bedside, but Anyway, my latest is Love okay, Does. Love Does, which right. I, um, <laughs> I've never met him, but I remember being in an elevator with him and his wife for a oh. conference I was at, and I knew who it was because he was just so, he was smiling the whole time the elevator was I was, was going to say, yes. did he do something crazy in the elevator? He didn't, <laughs> but I knew who he was because he was just smiling, and I was like, Aww. I know who you are, Yeah. Doesn't that make you want to be like that, right? Yes, yes. Seriously, so you read this book and you're like, I'm going to go do something really crazy just for the sake of love. Yeah. Why not? Oh, that's good. like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet a lot of people listening have read it. You know, I might be the last one to that, to that, to that well, game. Well, I'm glad I'm not the last one. Nope, you're not. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I beat you on that one. And it's great because it's chapters. And if you put it down and don't pick it up for a few weeks, you won't like, Oh, that's be lost. good. I like books like that too. Couple. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Monica, thank you so much for chatting with me. Oh, I just have had so much fun. Thank you. So wonderful hearing about your boys and surfing and, and your book. It's just, you got a lot of good stuff going on. Wahoo. I just can't wait to hear you keep practicing oh, that Wahoo. Wahoo. I literally, every time oh, I say it, I have to look down at the note I just took. Uh, I'm going to take a picture and send it to you. Uh, Oahu. I, I think you should just plan a family trip over here and I'll show you all oh around. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Okay, Monica, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Guys, thanks for joining me today with my conversation with Monica. Don't forget to check out her new book on Amazon. Head on over to jamieivy.com slash Amazon and then just search Monica Swanson and it's all there. As usual, any book that we talk about on the Happy Hour, you can find them over at jamieivy.com slash Happy Hour Books. If you're looking for a new read, it's a great place to get some good suggestions on great books. Remember, anything that Monica and I chatted about today, I'm going to put up on my website for you, jamieivy.com. So if you're running on the treadmill, you don't need to stop and take notes or if you're driving or you just want to relax and listen. Someone told me the other day they listen to the show while they fall asleep, which I think that's hilarious. Um, so when you do that, you can head over to jamieivy.com and I will put up all the show notes for you. I'd love to hear from you on social media. Find me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and tell me something you loved about this show. Today's show is also sponsored by Austin Stone Worship. And you know I'm a fan um, of Austin Stone Worship. And if you want to know more about what they do, you can listen to the episode with Jaleesa McCurry, which was a few episodes ago. Also, check out austinstoneworship.com. They have a new album out called This Glorious Grace that I think you're really going to love. Next week's guest is my friend Janet Reeves, who is a mom of four. She lives here in Austin with me. She's raising teenage girls, elementary age boys. Serving God at her church and fighting sex trafficking here in Austin. Then, the following week is my Christmas special. And I cannot wait for you all to hear this one. I've been working on this for a long time. Jen Hatmaker is joining me. We're kind of co-hosting it. We're going to tell you about a bunch of places that we think you should spend your money this Christmas season. Instead of department stores and instead of buying all the crap that we buy, let's put our money where stuff counts. So the people that we're going to talk about are either businesses that are small businesses owned by people just like you and I, or they are ethical, ethically made, or they have a buy one, give one model. All, those are the kind of people I want to tell you about. I want to talk about people just like us who are changing the world um, through their gifts and stuff. And so you're going to want to listen to that. That's coming up on November 18th. Super fun show. Okay. Not only are we going to tell you about them, but we're going to have lots of ways for you to win stuff from them. And I think that is really cool. So be listening. If you're not a subscriber to the show, you might want to subscribe before then because it's going to be good guys enjoy your week share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend you guys in january of 2024 i made a commitment to myself i wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly 
warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com.